0: 1 Corinthians, it might be the last time y'all hear me say that for a little while. We've we've covered 1 Corinthians in a lot of depth over the last year and a half, two years or so. I don't even know, it's been a while. But we've uh, been looking at 1 Corinthians and we're going to wrap it up today. Lord willing, we'll make it all the way to the finish. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, starting in verse 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, starting in verse... Thirteen, and we'll read all the way through the close of the book. Paul has dealt with a lot of a lot of issues in the church of Corinth. He's tried to correct the people and steer them in the right path, and uh, and correct some of their teachings, and uh, make them aware of some sin, and hopefully. Uh, that they would lead uh, would heed God's uh, word to them. And, and they did to some degree because we see in 2 Corinthians, some of you have read that in the last few days through our reading through the New Testament in a year, uh, we see that there was some repentance there among them, that, that, that there was some change in heart. But we see at the end of 2 Corinthians that he still uh, was giving them a little warning that maybe there were some things they needed to change so that he wouldn't have to come to them again uh, and get on uh, to them. Uh, but we see as as we close here in chapter sixteen, and we saw at the beginning of the chapter that Paul talked about uh, the the helping of the saints. He talked about a collection that was to be made, and we see that in Paul's writing. This idea. Uh, that the, uh, the early church was working together, that collections were being made from uh, this place and that place to help uh, people who were in need, in particular the people of Jerusalem. There was a famine in the land at that time, and so uh, collections were being taken and distributed uh, to those who had a need. And as we talk about missions over the next month, uh, we really see that same heart uh, in, in, in God's people today. That heart, that idea of giving, that idea of us working together, uh, that idea of us uh, putting our resources together, our blessings together. Some are blessed more than others materialistically. Some uh, people have more money than others. Some churches may have more uh, money than others, and and that's okay. Uh, Those who have, we use what we have to help those who need Because as life goes on, there are times in life where there are ups and downs. There may be times in life where you have a lot and you are able to help others. There may be other times in life where you're really struggling and others help you. We see that same thing go on in churches. There are times in churches where churches are doing well and God is blessing them and they are able to send people out to do his work. Uh, They are able to uh, have many ministry opportunities which people can be involved in to help uh, do his work and tell people about Jesus. Uh, They have the resources to send materialistic things or to send money to those who are in need. But there are also times in churches where maybe times are tough, where there aren't a lot of people who can serve and there aren't a lot of monies to be given out. And that's okay. Uh, God God is with us in the good days. He's with us in the bad days. But when we have have the opportunity and the ability to serve or the opportunity and ability to give, uh, we as Christians need to be faithful to do that. I believe that's what God calls us to. I believe we see that in Scripture. And I believe that that's part of what it means to be on mission for the Lord. As Christians, we are a community that is on mission. We are a community because there's one, one thing that, that brings us all together. There's one thing that's central to all of us, that, that draws us in the same direction. And that one thing is Jesus Christ. That's what makes us a community. That's what makes all of us that come to this place who have put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, who are followers of his, that's what makes us a community here in, in this body that we call Enterprise Baptist Church. But that also makes us part of a much bigger community because there are brothers and sisters of Christ in Christ all over the world, all over this state. Everywhere you turn, there are believers, there are followers of Jesus Christ who are gathering together, uh, who are meeting to worship him, uh, to serve him, and to help other people, to go out and tell other people about him, to love on them, to help meet the needs of the poor, of the widows, of, of those other brothers and sisters, those other saints who are in the world doing the work. Community is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing among a body of believers. And it's wonderful that we have, a, I believe, a very blessed community here, a very loving community in this church. I believe that God has been good to us, and I believe that we see his love in our attitude, in the way that we treat our, our each other here and, and in others that we encounter as we go into the world. And hopefully uh, we want to be faithful to do that. Hopefully we do that if we see times... Where we don't feel like we're being a good representative of God, or that we're representing uh, representing Jesus Christ uh, faithfully, then we need to repent and we need to maybe check our attitudes and make sure that we are living in a way that that people are going to see love in us and not uh, hate in us, not the same thing that they would see in the rest of the world. Having community around us and having friends around us is very important. And when I say friends and community, I mean believers. I mean other believers in, in Christ, brothers and sisters in Christ. Because we, we carry our, our burdens with one another. We come to each other when we're down, when we need prayer, when we need help, when we need support. Uh, we come to other people and we want to, to pray for them, help them, and support them. And this is nothing new to us. We see Jesus had the 12 uh, apostles. They were with him. They were doing ministry with them. Uh, He was pouring into them uh, love. Uh, He was teaching them so that they could go out and they could pour that love into other people and to teach them. And that cycle has continued for thousands of years now. That cycle has uh, continued on. That cycle continues with us. Jesus has poured his love into us, Uh, not that we are with him physically and walk with him every day like the early disciples did, but Jesus has poured his love into us by his death on the cross, by his sacrifice. Uh, We see that in God's word. It's, It's poured into us every time we read God's word. We see that love, we see that example, we see that humility. We are taught the very words of Jesus Christ, the very things that he taught his disciples. And therefore, as he has poured his love into us, as he has poured his teaching into us, we go out and we pour that love and that teaching into other people so that they come to Jesus Christ and become his disciples. We see that with Paul, that he had community. You see in many of Paul's letters, he mentions many different people. We see a lot of these names repeated on a couple of occasions, on multiple occasions. Now, we may not know much about these people, but we know that they were people who were serving alongside Paul, who were encouraging him, who were uplifting him, who were helping him, who were coming to and from him, maybe bringing help to him. Maybe they were uh, being sent out by him to go and help someone who was in need, to go to another church, to go to another group, to go to another place, to tell them about Jesus. We see this idea of community, uh, often in paul's writings and we see it here in these verses today let's pray and we'll jump into the text father god we come to you this morning and i thank you that you call us together as brothers and sisters in christ to be a community for you a community that can love others a community that can uh, be there to help those in need dear lord and i pray that you help us in this community to be a faithful community for you god I pray that you be with us to help us to work with others wherever we may encounter them, dear Lord. That we can, we can help build up other brothers and sisters in Christ, dear Lord, because we all are on the same goal and the same mission. And so, God, I pray that as we look at these words today, God, help, help me to preach and teach a way that's effective. God, I pray that you would help the Holy Spirit be poured out on us. Let your word speak to our heart today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13. It says, Be alert, stand firm in the faith, act like a man, be strong. Your every action must be done with love. Now these are some good closing statements here in these first couple of verses uh, that we look at. These are good instructions for us. We need to be alert There are always those who are coming against us. There are always those temptations that may come into our mind. There may be those who come against us or or come come at us preaching false doctrines, teaching things that are not uh, biblical, that are not of God, and we need to be alert. We are exposed to many different kinds of teachings, and we are exposed to many different people that we encounter in our world today, and we need to be alert. We are exposed to the temptations and the tactics of the devil all the time and so that that warning there that instruction to be alert is one that we need to pay attention to he says stand firm stand firm in the faith Uh, we need to 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 follow that instruction it's a very simple instruction but it's one that we need to be uh, faithful to follow we need to stand firm we don't want to give up on the lord because maybe things aren't working out the way that we think they should or because we're facing a difficult situation in life, or we don't see light at the end of the tunnel or it doesn't seem like there's any hope in what we're going through. Uh, we need to stand firm in the faith. Uh, we talked about last week uh, being able to give a proper defense for those who come against us. There may be those who come against us, who attack us, who present questions to us that are difficult, maybe that we don't know the answer to, maybe things that are in Scripture that uh, that make us scratch our head, but we don't want to doubt. We want to stand firm we want to study God's Word, we want to know God's Word, and we want to pray that God would help us on those times where there are situations in life, whatever they may be, that may be causing doubt to come into our mind. And he says, act like a man, be strong. In verse 14, your every action must be done with love. Now this is a beautiful bit of advice for us as Christians to remember that our every action, everything that we do, should be done with love now think back for a second just over the last week has every action that you have done within the last week been done with love well it doesn't take me but about two seconds to think back and i can think of an instant of an instance this week immediately and i did an action and i didn't do it with love and so there's work to be done in my life and perhaps in in your life too Because that's what the world should see from us when they see us, if we are a follower of Jesus Christ. They should see love. Now, if we're a follower of Jesus Christ, they probably do see love sometimes. Uh, But in my life, I want them to see love all the time. Not implying that I think that one day I can be perfect, or that I think I can be perfect, but I want to be better. I always want to continue to grow, and as Christians, we should want to grow. We should want to grow in our love so that we have less and less of those situations in our life where we we do something and we don't do it with love. If we are going to be on mission for the Lord, and we are, whether you realize it or not, uh, we are called to be on mission for the Lord and doing the Lord's work and telling other people about Him, uh, if we're going to be on mission with the Lord, we've got to have love in our life. After all, that's how the world can tell who his disciples are, those who have love for one another. And so we need to, to ask God to give us some patience and some guidance so that whatever actions we may go through this week, whatever we may doing, that we may be doing, that we do those things uh, with love. And he kind of shifts gears here in verse 15. Brothers, you know the household of Stephanus. Now, we don't know much about the household of Stephanus other than Paul said that he had led them to the Lord earlier on in the book of 1 Corinthians. But what he is about to do here is, as he closes the book out is we're going to see Paul mention a lot of different names, a lot of different people who have served alongside him in ministry, some of these names that we see mentioned in other books. "'Brothers, you know the household of Stephanas. "'They are the firstfruits of Achaia "'and have devoted themselves to serving the saints. "'I urge you also to submit to such people.' And to everyone who works and labors with them, that's what Miss Angeline just talked about laboring these were people that Paul was saying uh, they are they are working for the Lord, They're, therefore support them, work with them. You need to labor with with them alongside them. We need to be uh, laboring for the Lord. He goes on to say in verse seventeen, "I am pleased to have stephanus, Fortunatus, and Achaus present because these men have made up for your absence for they have refreshed my spirit and yours therefore recognize such people now here's a beautiful thing that comes with community paul lists a few people who have who have been laboring for the lord and he says that they have refreshed his spirit now i would venture to say that some of you in this room uh, if you're a christian have probably had your spirit refreshed by another Christian before. There have been times in my life that a brother and sister in Christ came to me when I was struggling, when I was having a bad day, when I was going through a difficult season, maybe experienced loss, and a brother and sister in Christ came to me and gave me an encouraging word. They may have shared a scripture with me. They may have just prayed with me. They may have given me a hug. They may have just said, I love you, I'm here for you. There are lots of different ways that we may experience that refreshing that Paul is talking about. And that's what we need to be doing if we are brothers and sisters in Christ. We need to be refreshing to one another. There are times maybe among even believers that there may be disputes that come up. That we are not refreshing when we see one another. That we are argumentative. That we are quarreling with one another. If we see those things in our life as a Christian, then we need to go to that brother or sister, and we need to get that settled. We need to address those situations. We don't want to dread seeing one another. Perhaps there are times that you come to church even now that you dread seeing someone. You dread to see their vehicle pull up or dread to see them A walk in the door, maybe even dread to see them in the grocery store. You see them and you take a quick left onto that aisle and hope that they didn't see you because you dread to see them because there's conflict, there's hatred, there's anger, there's bitterness, there's everything but love there. But what Paul says that these brothers and sisters in Christ were to him is they were refreshing to him. And that's the type of love that we want to have for one another. We want to be glad to see one another, to hug one another, to love one another, and to be refreshing to one another. Now, I'll say in my life, God has blessed me tremendously by being with this the community of believers because I am very refreshed by you guys. It refreshes me to see those smiling faces driving up on Tuesday mornings to get ready to go to the apartment ministry. It refreshes me to see everyone coming in on Sunday mornings or on singing nights or or whenever it may be that we come together to make shoeboxes, to go on a mission trip, to go do some type of ministry that we're involved in. It is very refreshing to me to come together with brothers and sisters in Christ and to do the work of the Lord. And that's what God calls us to. He goes on to say a little further in verse 19. The churches of Asia greet you. Aquila and Priscilla greet you warmly in the Lord, along with the church that meets in their home. All the brothers greet you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. This greeting is in my own hand, Paul. If anyone does not love the Lord, a curse be on him. Maranatha, that is, Lord, come. Come. Now that may be kind of kind of harsh language as we as we read Paul's closing remarks here, and he says, Look, if anyone does not love the Lord, a curse be on him. Uh, we 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 gotta understand a little bit what Paul is saying here. I believe what Paul is saying when he says A curse be on him is is let them get uh, the punishment that they deserve. If they reject the Lord, if they're not going to love the Lord and follow the Lord, uh, then let them receive the punishment that they deserve. I don't think that uh, he was cursing them maybe in the way that perhaps we see in our culture or in Harry Potter uh, where he's cursing them in that way or putting some curse on them where he wants boils to appear on their body and things like that. I don't believe that that's the intent that Paul was saying here. Paul obviously wanted all people to come to the Lord. He desired that they would be with the Lord, but he knew that some would not. And for those who would not be with the Lord, uh, they would get their just punishment. And I believe that's what he is uh, implying there as he says, "...a curse be on them." And then he uses the word maranatha, that is, Lord, come. Perhaps we utter that phrase sometimes in our lives when we go through difficult times, when we have hard times or someone is sick or we're sick or we're facing a difficult circumstance. Uh, We might just uh, pray to the Lord and say, Lord, just come, just come back and, and, and finish this thing and let it be done. But that's In some ways, I think a selfish prayer because after all, God will come when the time is right. He will come on his time. So he won't come when it's our will. He will come when it's his will. After all, the Lord is delaying in coming because he desires that as many as possible will come to him. He is patient so that sinners will turn to Jesus Christ and be forgiven. So we do want the Lord to come, but in his time, in his will, when the time is right. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. My love be with all of you in Christ Jesus. What we've seen through uh, the book of 1 Corinthians and what we see through many of Paul's writings is we see that Paul genuinely cares about the people he is serving with. He is always mentioning this community of believers, this group of of different names that we see mentioned uh, time after time of people who are serving alongside of Paul. And that's what we as a church, as believers, want to do. We want to be on mission for the Lord. To be on mission for the Lord is to go into the world and tell people the gospel. It doesn't mean that we all have to be master evangelists. It doesn't mean that we have to prepare a sermon to present to people that we encounter. We don't even have to know tons of scripture. As we talked about last week, all we have to tell people and all we have to know is we have to know the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you've accepted Jesus Christ and you are a follower of him, you know that truth. The truth of the gospel is is that we are sinners in need of a Savior, but Jesus loved us enough to die on a cross for us so that we could be forgiven and follow him. And that's the truth. That's the gospel. That's what we need to be able to tell the world. That's what we need to be able to show the world. As we team up and work with other believers all around the world, as we give monies to the Margaret Lackey offering and so many other offerings, we may never see these people who are doing the work that they are doing, but they are doing a work for the Lord just as you and I are doing a work for the Lord. It doesn't mean that we all have to go to another country. It doesn't mean that we have to go any further than the Liberty Place apartments, for example. But what we want to be found faithful of as a church, or what I believe we should be found faithful of as a church, is loving on people and helping those people. I believe that if we are loving the Lord with all of our hearts, if we are loving one another, and if we are helping those people who are in need and letting them know that God loves them, I believe that we are carrying out the very mission that God has called us to carry out. I don't believe that it's dependent on us being a church of 2,000 people or 10,000 people or a million people. It's depending on dependent on us of, of trusting the Lord. Uh, just the other day, Brother Sonny uh, gave me a list of the benevolence and all the people that we uh, were able to help within the last year, and I'm not boasting. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just saying that it, it pleased my heart to see that long list of people that this church has been able to help. That you can know with confidence that the monies that you give are going to help people in need. There are tons of needs in our community. Whether it's building a wheelchair ramp for someone who is in need, that's being on mission. Whether it's using our monies that God blesses us with to help buy medication for someone who can't it that is being on mission and the list goes on and on you see believers all over the world doing all of these things and 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 god blesses us in that way uh, i'm not saying that god blesses us by uh, we give us so god's going to give us 10 times more that's not what i mean god blesses us in our heart it is a blessing for us to be on mission for the lord it's it's more blessed to give than to receive as we see in the Scripture. And God keeps blessing us, and I pray that we keep doing what God leads us to. I'll share this with you. I think that this is, uh, this is a good blessing that the church would like to hear. Just a couple of weeks ago, uh, we received a very generous donation. We started a few months back sending out newsletters to people. that has been a blessing. I talk to people all the time that aren't able to get out, that can't ever hardly leave the house. And they get that newsletter, and they say it just it blesses them. And they say they see those names and they see what we do, doing and they pray for those things. And that, 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 that brings joy to my heart. That there are prayer warriors that never step foot in this church because they're not able to, but they're praying for us. They're praying for you guys and those prayers make a difference. Uh, some person received one of those newsletters, doesn't even live around here. They don't come to this church. Uh, but they received the newsletter and they saw the different ministries that we have going on with the shoe boxes and the mission trip to new orleans and the mission trip to uh, dallas and they felt like they needed to support those missions they sent a check for five thousand dollars to cover the expenses for those missions to cover the shipping for the shoe boxes and praise the lord for that Uh, god blesses us church And we need to continue to be obedient to bless others with those things that God has blessed us with. We need to continue to give to those who have a need. And I believe that that's what being on mission is all about. I think that sometimes we can get sidetracked and focused and think we need to go to another country and praise the Lord that there are people that do that. And we'll probably be talking about uh, some of those people in the weeks to come. And there will be times that some of us may be called to go to a different country, a different place. And those missionaries are important too. But don't ever think for a second that the little bit of work maybe that you can contribute to here is insignificant. Because God blesses that work just as much as he blesses the work that goes on in another country. There are people in this country, in this county, in this city that need to know about the love of Jesus Christ just as much as the people in Africa or Russia or China or anywhere else in the world. And so as we talk about missions this week or this month, we're going to see lots of missionaries. And praise the Lord that uh, throughout the years and for years to come, we will be able to support those missionaries, Lord willing. Uh, Thank the Lord that we will uh, be able to continue uh, to support uh, missions here for years to come, Lord willing. And as we go out into this world, as we go out of these doors today, we need to remember that just as Paul had those communities of believers who were around him, we must be a community of believers for one another. As we go into the world, we are on mission for Jesus Christ. You can either help that mission by loving on people and calling them to Jesus and pointing them to Him, or you can hurt that mission by claiming to be a follower of Jesus Christ and maybe genuinely being, but not loving, but having hatred, but not caring, but being rude to people. Let us follow Paul's advice here. Let us follow his instruction where he says, Let every action that we do be done with love so that as we are on mission for the Lord, we are building up the kingdom of God and we are not tearing it down. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you uh, this morning and we thank you for uh, this, these words that we, can, uh, that we can read of yours. Dear Lord, I pray that you would help us to, to see what Paul is saying, that we would be uh, able to stand firm, that we would be strong in the faith, that we would uh, do our every action with love. And God, I pray that you would uh, just be with us as we work together, that we would be a community of believers, just as this uh, community of believers that we are seeing here in the text today. God, I pray that uh, if if there's anyone here in this room that has never accepted Jesus Christ, God, I pray that they would just come to Him. Dear Lord, maybe they got questions about Jesus. Maybe they don't understand. Maybe they want to know more. Dear Lord, let them just come and ask and find out, dear Lord. Maybe the Holy Spirit's moved in somebody's heart today, and they're yours. Maybe they're a believer, but they look at their actions, and they say, boy, there's, there's some, some things in there that aren't being done with love. God, let us see those things. They're, they're in all of our hearts, and let us see those areas where maybe we need to change our hearts a little bit, dear Lord, or should I say you change our heart a little bit, God. And I pray, God, that as we as, as, we as a church come together, that we don't ever, ever, Uh, be a proud church and think that that we are doing anything dear lord because you are doing everything any good work that comes from this church is from you dear lord any money that comes in or goes out of this church it is yours god it is not ours and i pray god that we never become proud or 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 think that we should boast in ourselves, dear lord because we have nothing to boast in but we have everything to praise you for Because you have called us together. You have blessed us. You have given us opportunities. You have put within us, God, a heart to love and serve. And dear Lord, we praise you for that because it is all because of you. It's all because of Jesus Christ. It's all because of the blood that was shed. It's all because of the love that was shown by him, dear Lord, that we love. So help us to be reminded of that, to take that love out of this place, the love that's in us, and show it to other people.